known this for a while. It's been a little while since I've been up here. It feels nice to, to, to be preaching. I do enjoy preaching, so I appreciate I appreciate the chance to, to do it. You may not enjoy my preaching, but I guess I'm going to come to some compromise here. You Ourselves and others. And I 
if we give it about two seconds, we can think about this for someone else. But did you know that you have these as well? There are areas in your life where you cannot, or you will not, for whatever reason, see the damage that you're causing to yourself or others. Then on the receiving end of someone's driving blind spot, you've been cruising down the road doing the speed limit, and you've seen someone come up to you know, out of a parking lot, and you thought, well, they look like they're going to pull in front of me, but surely nobody would do that. They surely see me coming, and they surely know that they can't pull in front of me because I'm going too fast, and they won't be able to speed up fast enough. And sure enough, they pull right out in front of you, and you were having a good morning for that had the radio on, you had a cup of hot coffee in your hands, you were listening, you know, to some good music, everything was great, and this person pulled right in front of you, and of course, copies all over the dashboard, you had to swim on the you had to slam on the brakes, and I think the worst part about it is that person didn't even see you, and they just went on with their life as if nothing happened, and it was no big deal. We've all had that happen when we're driving, but we've also had that happen in our lives, where someone did something, and they said something, they just said it in passing. And they don't know how much that devastated us. They have no idea how much that hurt us. They didn't show up to something that we'd invited them to. They don't, they have no And they're just going about their lives not realizing that their blind spots are doing damage. The deal is, this is us. This is us. We've all had conversations with people. They're sitting across the table from them. And they're just, they're just so upset. Because they heard somebody gossip about them. And you're sitting there thinking, you are the worst gossiper I know. It's so ironic that you're upset about this. Because you, do you not see the massive Or we probably talk to people who are making theological statements and we're like, man, your life does not match that at all. At all. Do you not see the blind spot between the thing that you're saying and the thing that you're doing? People walking around with these massive personal, spiritual blind spots. There's a, Jesus talked about this quite a bit in, in uh, all over the Gospels, but one verse that you're familiar with in the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 3, Matthew chapter 7, verse 3. You know this passage, or you know this concept. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? And, and I just want you to think about this, this is a little off topic, but every time you criticize someone, or, or judge someone, do you realize that some of what you're saying about yourself? Why do you see this back? I was looking at their life and they've got this thing and they could just make this tweak and it would be so much better. And the people here you sit there like, man, do you not see the law? Do you not see the law in your own mind? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take this back out of your eye, let me help you, I can fix you, I can make it better when there is a log in your own eye? And Jesus says this, this is in the Sermon on the Mount where he was talking about what it means to live in the kingdom. He says this, you hypocrite, you hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly, take the speck out of your brother's eye. Just three quick observations about this, and then we're going to talk about what we can do about blind spots. What we can do about three quick observations. Number one, we all have them. We all have them. We all have logs in our eyes. I know you're sitting there thinking, well, this sounds exactly like a co-worker I have. This sounds exactly like my in-law. But Jesus' point is that we all have these blind spots. We all have the log in our mind. That's, that's what he's trying to tell us. It's, so remember, keep that in mind. We all have it. Um, and if you are sitting there thinking, well, you know, I think I'm pretty self-aware. I don't think I have any blind spots. Congratulations. We just found the first one. We're already making progress. This is awesome. We already found your first blind spot. 
is that you don't think you have it. Great. Moving right along. Number two, number two, they are causing damage. They are causing damage. They do hurt other people. They are our family and our friends and our coworkers. They are causing damage. Uh, if, when you live in Minnesota during the winter, you've heard of ice dams on your roof. All of a sudden, your your living room is leaking in the spring. You're like, what happened? Well, that damage was being done all winter. They are causing damage, and you may not notice it right away, but they are doing damage. Those logs are doing damage. The logs are. There is no ignorance is bliss option. It's not how this works. Eventually, you're going to drive someone into the ditch. And the third observation is that we are always tempted to ignore this, certainly in ourselves. We're just always tempted. That's like our first impulse is to deny, ignore, or blame somebody else's fault, somebody else's issue. So, like I said, for a couple weeks, you have permission not to worry about the speck in anybody else's eye. All right? You just don't even have to think about it. Every time it comes up, oh, step back. I think about the law. Let's let the Holy Spirit focus on what he needs to change about us. Alright? Sounds good? I think that sounds good. I'm freeing you from judgmentalism. That sounds good. You don't have a responsibility to look at anybody else's life and say, ah, I see a speck. Now, let's deal with the law, and then we can deal with the speck. Alright, so we have these. We have these blind spots. So what do we do? What's our, what's our response? What do we do? I mean, it's kind of terrifying to think about, like, there are areas of my life that, uh, about which I am unaware, and I'm not sure, like, how I'm affecting people. Like, I, I don't want to know what to do. I want to know how to react to, to, to the, this idea, this truth. Well, good news, this topic is discussed all over the surface, all over the Bible. And I want all, if you rewind all the way past the Sermon on the Mount, all the way back into uh, the Old Testament, there was a there was one of the authors of the Old Testament that knew quite a bit about blind spots, and he lived a number of them himself, uh, King David, and he wrote about it in the book of Psalms, the 139th Psalm. So if you want to take your Bibles and turn over there, Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Here's someone who knew that they had blind spots in their lives, and this is what they uh, prayed as a result. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me, any harmful way, any evil way, any wicked way, depending on your translation. See if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. David is asking for autocorrect on his life. He's asking for the wheel to be nudged back into the center of his lane. God, if there is anything in my life that is taking me down a dark path, please correct it. Search me, try me, it's open. Now, I think about that prayer. It's kind of interesting. It's very uh, you know, poetic, very thoughtful, very interesting. But what a dangerous prayer to pray. What a dangerous prayer. Because what if God answered that prayer? I don't know that we're always ready to confront some of the things in our hearts. Some of the things in our lives. I think it's easier just to live thinking that our problems are actually somebody else's problems, and if they would just fix their mess, then our life would be better. To actually say, God, come inspect my life, it is a dangerous prayer because I think God might answer it. Over the last uh, two decades, three decades, our, our technology uh, in terms of video and, and photography has gotten way better. Uh, my mom was showing me a VHS tape of me in high school and my high school play. And 
uh, it's great. It's, I, I encourage everybody to watch it. I should send you guys, put it on YouTube and send you a link. Because it's, first of all, it's super embarrassing. But, but secondly, uh, you can't really tell it's me because the technology is so old and so bad. So, you know, that's some other guy kind of looks Technology's got a lot better. And so one of the one of the problems with this is that I, maybe you don't experience this, but some of us when we get our picture taken, the HD stuff is too good. We're just we, it just looks too good. And and not because we look good, because the picture is crystal clear and we see an accurate reflection of who we really are and like yikes. Let me give you a quick example of what the uh, how the technology so this is Idris Elba, and unless you're Idris Elba, um, you probably don't like selfies very much. But this is just, this is for ABs. This is still HD, and this is 4K Ultra HD over here on, uh, on the right. 4K Ultra HD. Now most of us, when we take selfies, we don't look like Idris Elba, and we're like, mm, I see too many flaws. I would much rather, if I'm gonna, I want to see the fuzzy version of myself. I don't want to see the super clear version of myself. And so we've created. This is crazy when you think about this, we created a technology with Instagram and Snapchat to add filters to our pictures so that we don't look like who we really are. So that our pictures are not an accurate representation of what we really look like. And when we post these pictures onto Instagram or onto social media or onto Facebook or whatever, we much prefer to have a slightly edited version. We don't, oh man, that picture looks bad. Can you get my better angle? Can I pose just right? Yes, the sun was in my eyes. All, we want everything to be perfect, everything to be photoshopped, everything to be filtered, because we don't really like seeing an accurate portrayal of ourselves. Unless, of course, we look like this guy. Most of us, most of us don't. We prefer to have a pose of Photoshop, Snapchat, filtered idea of who we are as a human. We don't want to have, we don't want God to come into our lives and say, hey, here's an HD version of your heart. Do you really want to take a look? I don't think I want to take a look because I might be confronted with some stuff in my life that I don't like very much. And then now I feel because of what I'm beginning to see. Here are some of our self-awareness filters. I'm not being rude. People just can't handle the truth. I don't have a temper. Everyone is just annoying. <laughs> I'm not lazy, I'm just pacing myself. I don't lack self-control, I'm just enjoying life. Isn't that what we're here for, to enjoy life? It's not a lack of self-control. I want to ask you three questions based on this Psalm 139. Three, three questions based on what uh, David writes in Psalm 139. Number one, are you ready for reality? Are you ready for reality? I think if we're being honest, most of us in the room would be like, no, no, I don't want to see a clear picture of what I really look like, and I'm not sure I want to see a clear picture of what my heart really looks like. Uh, I'm not sure that I want to know exactly what's going on inside there. I'm not sure that I'm ready for reality. You may know this about me, but I, I don't mind, I don't mind other humans. Um, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but I will do a less convenient thing in order to interact with people. Uh, that make any sense? Now, some of you always go through the traffic, 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 traffic. And I'm like, no, I want to see people and talk with people and have a conversation and look that person in the eyes. Some of you are like, that's exactly why I go through the driveway. I don't want to talk with another human being. I didn't prepare myself to talk with another human being today. I go through the driveway. My uh, my wife is wired a little differently. She 
not as much of a, how do you say this? She, she's a drive-thru person. And uh, <laughs> Target has this cool new feature where you can call ahead or email ahead or app ahead or something like that, and then you just pull up into this little slot, and this little worker will come out and be like, hey, here's the stuff you bought. So you only have to interact with one person. I cannot tell you that from the deepest part of my soul how much I hate that. Uh, I hate it. Now, it's because I'm an extrovert. Uh, and I'm like, I want to go inside. I don't want this person to have to walk through the cold and the rain and the snow and bring me like, my gifts like I'm some prince that they have to serve. No, I'll go inside. I'll get what I want. I'll find a few extra things that I didn't intend to buy. I'll spend more money than I thought. I'll say hi to a few people. And then I'll go back to my car. That's just the way I'm trying. Not better or worse than anything else. We're all wired differently, just the way I'm wired. There's a store, like, so when you go to the store and it says, man, I'll do most of your life. Don't even want to talk to a human. A store came up with a solution for this. Check this picture out. This is amazing. Uh, the reds, the red baskets say, I would like to be assisted. The, the black baskets are saying, leave me alone. Isn't that great? That's so, that's so smart. I would get two red baskets and I would I do kind of know how I affect other people. I, I 
This is not universally true. This is not inspired words of God. But my experience has been the greater degree that people think they're self-aware, the greater their life lies. Because when we think we're self-aware, we're not even paying attention to these things. Because we think we've got to figure it out. The greater degree of our, 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 uh, our thoughts about self-awareness is more massive. Our blind spots, spots are. Paraphrase uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians 8, he who thinks he knows does not yet know as he ought to know. We're just not simply, we're simply not capable of uncovering our own blind spots. Alright, number two. Question number two. Who will tell you the truth? Are you ready for reality? And who will tell you the truth? Who do you have in your life that will tell you the truth? I think we've all probably had this situation where we had a nice meal and uh, salad, something good, and we went back to work, or we went and interacted with other human beings, and we were smiling, and we were happy, and we were getting a lot of attention from people. People were looking at us, and they were maybe even smiling, maybe even laughing, looking at us, like, wow, I the world is in a good mood today. We just smiled bigger and bigger and bigger, and what we didn't realize is that the whole time, we had spinach in our teeth. And we're just walking around like, oh, my, everybody, big old piece of spinach, big old piece of food in our teeth, and everybody's looking at us, and everybody's like, who, and, and you've ever, you've been in that situation, you're like, why didn't somebody pull me aside, even a stranger, and save me from that embarrassment? I would have taken something that I didn't even know until you get something in your I've really wrestled with this, this is not an important topic, but I've wrestled with, you tell guys if their flies down, you tell them. I don't know anyone about that conversation, but you're going to embarrass yourself for the rest of the day. <laughs> Who do you have in your life that will tell you the truth? Who do you have in your life that will tell you the truth? We are not capable of discovering our blind spots on our own. We are not capable. We need that outside observation. And without those relationships, we are, morally speaking, walking around with spinach in our teeth and a log in our eye and we're dragging people off the road. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6. This is uh, David's son writing some wisdom. He says, wounds from a friend can be trusted. Wounds. But they hurt my feelings. Yeah. Because they love you. They're going to hurt your feelings to prevent you from doing worse than you. But an enemy multiplies kisses. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. But an enemy multiplies kisses. Number three. Question number three. Are you ready for reality? Will tell you the truth, and are you prepared for the pain? Because coming to terms with who you really are is painful, and it's a painful process. Because you're going to have to invent some stuff that you don't want to invent. I, uh, when I was younger, I had this phobia of uh, of the shot that you would get at the dentist in the gum. I, the shots were okay. I didn't like them, but shots were okay. The shot in the mouth, I didn't like it. So I would I would make a plus and tell the Dentist or my mom let me have whatever dental work without getting the shot. Some of you have seen Marathon Man. How? Let me ask you a question. Do you think it was worse to get a little shot in your gum, or was it worse to have a dentist with a drill in there on your teeth for 30 minutes? Which one do you think was worse? Little shot. Little shot. Most of us, we don't want the pain of somebody telling us about the log in our eye. But you know what? It's, we're doing much worse damage. Having your blind spots called out is painful, it's embarrassing, it's unpleasant, we don't like it, but it is nothing compared to the damage done by pretending they don't exist. It's just not, it doesn't matter. It matters. 
I mean, we are doing damage to ourselves and others. I thought, um, I thought talking about this, you know, I, I was, I knew I was going to preach about this, and I thought, man, you know what? I think I probably should ask someone about my blind spots. I think I should send a little message and say, hey, what are some of my blind spots? And so I thought, well, who's the person that knows me best and loves me most? It's my wife. So I wasn't around, so I thought I'd do this in a text message. Always the best way to have a really deep conversation. But I shot her a text message and I said, hey, uh, what are some of my blind spots? And her immediate response was, oof, you know, just you know, that's not fun for them to do either. But even she, she responded with a list very quickly. <laughs> So we can confess and repent, which is a path to healing, 
or we can deny and blame, which is the path to staying exactly the same that we had for the last couple decades. We can confess and repent, which is the pathway to healing, or we can deny and blame, and we'll just keep going about our life. Maybe we'll feel better about us, ourselves in the short term, but we're not ever going to transform and become more like Christ. All right, next week we're going to talk about the number one culprit in our blind spots. The fact that we have a partner in crime that is trying to, to get us to deceive ourselves. And we're going to talk about what that looks like next week. So come back next week to hear part two. Let's pray. <coughs> Father and Lord, I just pray uh, today that you would give us a heart of openness. Lord, I know that we're not going to know all our flaws and weaknesses, and I know that you and your love are not going to overwhelm us with our problems, but you're going to guide us gently. Uh, remind us of who we need to be in the areas that need to be changed. But God, I pray that today that there's not a single person in here who is walling off their heart to your spirit. Lord, I pray that no matter what we talk about, that they would be open to the spirit uh, transforming and softening and, and regenerating our lives. Uh, Lord, we just, we ask, we know that you can do that. We know that in some cases it's a miracle, but we just pray for that miracle to be worked in our lives. Lord, search us, try us, know our hearts, Lord, Lead us in the way everlasting. So Jesus, let me pray.